And my personal holiday tradition is hanging out with my family. Hi, I'm John, and my personal holiday tradition, well, you see, it depends on the holiday. You know, I have very strict media diets for different holidays, and it used to be that I would watch The Two Towers every Christmas. Used to be that. But lately, it's more that I watch uh, the West Wing episode Shibboleth every Thanksgiving. And we're going to make a bad Hallmark movie. Yeah, welcome to the seven days of Coltsmas. It used to be the 12 days of Coltsmas, but five of those days have been lost to the ether, lost to time. Um, I, th- I think they might have gone through that portal that you go through that links up medieval England and present day Midwestern America. The one that Vanessa Hudgens is on the other side of, that one. Oh, Oh man, Vanessa Hudgens is over there. I kind of want to go. Yeah, go fu- yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty good reward for finding the lost five days of Coltsmas. Yeah, you know, she's there. She's also in a few fictional countries in Europe, and there's like yeah. three of her there. There's like three of her there because she switches. You know. Oh. Vanessa Ann Hudgens is kind of just the like the the new face of the Netflix Hallmark movie, of, which uh, the new face of nondescript Eastern European micronations. Yes, exactly. Except definitely Western European micronations. Oh, okay. More like, more like Mediterranean-ish, I would say, probably. Oh, okay. Like, a, like, a, like Monaco, but not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I haven't now, seen any of these. Now, if you wanted to go to Monaco, though, that one Selena Gomez is in, I think. No, that, Really? Think there, there was a movie called Monaco, I think. Was it Monaco or Montenegro? It, it was about one of those European principalities. I'm pretty sure principalities. I'm pretty sure it was Monaco, and I think Selena yeah. Gomez was in it. And I think it came out in like 2010. Yeah, I'll, we, I'll you know I'll skip that one. I'll go. I'll just go to the Vanessa Hudgens one. I think Leighton Easter was in that one too. You, you see, know, this is this is the strength I bring to the show. Yeah, it's just a weird knowledge of these little little bitty movies. It's just all yeah. over the place. This is what yeah. I'm bringing to this Coltsmith event. And what I'm bringing is playing along with your knowledge of these movies <laughs> and saying, yeah, sure, I'll play in this space with you. This is this <laughs> is what happens whenever I go into a space that's not one of my normal spaces is people are like, oh, John, you sure know a lot about this stuff. And I'm just like, yes. And you know what I don't know a lot about? The books I was supposed to read in English class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's what I took away from English class. One. Edgar Allan Poe, great. Two, um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, not my cup of tea. Oh, my personal favorite cup of tea. Ed, personal, just, for, just for was reason, not for me. Not surprising, not surprising, obviously. <laughs> uh, probably one of the biggest influences on my own writing style. I mean, look, I tried- In that my sentence structures are also insane. Amazing. I read <laughs> Love in the Time of Cholera- when I was a sheltered fourteen-year-old, it was not going to land. Oh, that that could have bro- that could have broken you. Yeah, I'm impressed it was, that it you're was still not alive. Right I read a yeah. hundred years of solitude at like fifteen, I think. And that was actually the perfect time for me. I have tried to read a hundred years of solitude multiple times in my thirties, and <laughs> every time I get about the same number of pages in, and I just I I just can't. <laughs> I understand that it's a beautiful book and it's like one of these all-time classics for a reason, but just like what I breaks could be playing you? Vi- tell me what, I could be playing tell video me what games. 
Um, what breaks me is that it starts with one person and then it goes, okay, but actually we're going to talk about this part of their family, but actually we're going to go back all the way this way. And then we're going to talk about some stuff that seems kind of boring for a bit. And I'm you like, see, that, you see what that, that works so well for me because it's just like talking to my family. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> okay yeah you know i i feel like there may be a cultural difference i think there's a cultural difference here well you and know what I is am... culturally homogenous uh hallmark movies <sighs> hallmark movies do you want to make one i do i really do i also, love that I... segue you're a professional you. podcaster i i guess i am you know i mean from what i understand mastering segues is what makes one a professional podcaster i'll take it i'll take it okay we have a few different titles that we can choose from, but we got some some words and places we can generate to get some ideas rolling and see what see what happens. So I'm going to generate, let's say, 10 random nouns right now. Okay. Hit me with those nouns. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh we that's got a some, good sign. We got some good ones. I'm enjoying these actually a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think, I think we're both agreed... You and I personally have the most experience with Christmas, so this holiday movie is going to be about Christmas. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I am I am a white northern uh Christian. I'm a Catholic from Maine. Like, yeah, I I know about Christmas, dog. Yeah, I'm a Catholic from Georgia, so <laughs> Yeah. We are, yeah. We are set for Christmas. We're so, two peaches in a pod. Exactly. So here are some nouns. I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to just lay them on you one at a time. <laughs> okay. We got product oh <laughs> how cynical <laughs> a product for christmas i mean correct the best product of christmas <laughs> the wintry product of christmas oh oh no here we go okay okay we got opinion opinion okay an opinion for christmas perhaps. an opinion for christmas i mean everyone has one <laughs> celebration which is i feel is too obvious almost yeah, it's- it's almost too straightforward. It's like everyone knows you celebrate Christmas, or if you don't, you're the lead character in a Hallmark movie who exactly. eventually does. Song, which I feel Song. like has been done, but also could leave us with some fruitful fruitful potential there. Okay. We're, we're, okay. We're, we're we're both certified music boys. So I Absolutely. feel I feel like there's something there. There might be something yeah. there. We'll come back on yeah. that. Mm, this one, perhaps too timely. Disease. John? John, I don't, I do not want to be making the COVID movie for Christmas. We're I'm not, not making, I'm not making a very COVID Christmas. Okay, no very COVID Christmas. Disease <laughs> is stricken. No disease. <laughs> no disease. That's this correct. Is a That's what we want. Free Hallmark movie. <laughs> well, I mean, there can be, there can be diseases. Point nine percent of bacteria will not survive this Hallmark movie. But you gotta really, you gotta be very careful for the Hallmark movie resistant Staphylococcus. That's what you gotta worry about. This Hallmark movie is made of ninety nine point something percent ethyl alcohol. It's isopropyl. (laughs) It's seventy percent isopropyl alcohol. There we go. There we go. Revenue. (laughs) (laughs) That got a full lean away from the mic laugh. Revenue for Christmas. 
Oh, oh I have an idea, actually. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Keep, keep okay, great. Hold on to that idea. Oh, uh, I have an idea. And, oh. Uh, we gotta we gotta keep going because we have a couple more nouns. Just okay, to be we got, sure. We got proposal. Okay, played out, but sure. Sure. Department. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Department. Can this can this be like the adjustments bureau, except for about Christmas cheer? D- Department for Christmas. It's <laughs> it's about it's about the it's about the uh the special squad of elves from the Santa Claus. <laughs> Oh, my favorite part of that Tim Allen movie. Yeah, my favorite part of that Tim Allen movie, too. <laughs> I I could, had completely forgotten about it until we watched the Tim Allen movie last year. And then it was like, oh, wait, this used to be my favorite part. Yeah, huh. where, where they've got the ZZ Top playing and all. And the little jetpacks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, heavens. Okay, what else have we got? We've got <laughs> two more. we got two more. They're both straightforward. Lake. Okay. And Charity. Okay, I feel like if we don't have charity or a proposal in our movie, then what are we even doing as yeah, a Hallmark so those, movie? Those are taken care of. Yeah, those. So are here we go. Okay, give me give me your best pitch. I'm on Dragon's Den now, and uh, you're gonna pitch to me the dragon. Your idea. All right, revenue for Christmas. An auditor for the IRS comes to visit this small town bakery to shut them down right before Christmas. <laughs> But falls in love with one of the bakers. <laughs> Revenue oh, for Christmas, baby! It was right there. <laughs> oh my god. That okay. is my pitch to you. That's that's really for good. For seven days of Coltsmas. Oh, that's so good. Um, okay. I have one wrinkle. Yes. I really want song. Can this be a musical? I think we can make it a musical. We can absolutely. Okay. I need to tell you a real story that happened. Uh, it's not like, oh, this is a crazy story. No, it's just, it's a thing that's real. I work for uh, the Agunquit Playhouse. Yes. Wonderful establishment. Very happy to work there. Uh, we were the regional premiere of the, like the United States premiere of Grumpy Old Men, the musical. That's a show that happened. Guess what? It was good. It was actually good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had Hal Linden and Sally Struthers in that one. God, Legit. Incredible. Legit. Yeah, That's... so uh, and there, there's a whole big subplot about the IRS in that movie and in that, that musical. Uh, so there's a big show-stopping number with the IRS person singing about like their whole deal. It's it's really so it can happen. It can do, we can do musical numbers about the IRS coming to shut down <laughs> this bakery. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Oh hey, you know what? You know what? The one that's it. It's the one thing that he couldn't account for. Love. Love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a tagline. Oh, we are both so invested in this yes, one. Yes, right the one now. thing he couldn't account for was love. And we can incorporate the other nouns in there. Yeah. Perhaps the reason their finances are in order is because of how much they give to charity. Oh, man. Oh, that's a, yep, tax write-off. Ba-boom. Boom. Exactly. Okay. 
the IRS guy's like, you're giving all the stuff to charity and you're not claiming these as ex- as tax write-offs? Well, I'll I'm save just your- a small town baker. I don't know nothing about filing no taxes. It's like, oh, well, I can save your bakery in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's your big, like, third act. Like, oh, wait a minute. You haven't been writing off any of this. Hmm. What <laughs> if? Okay, okay, okay. We have to have a reason for him to, like, need to be convinced to save the bakery though. Like he has to want the bakery to close for at least the first act and a half, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean like, yeah, by the, by the halfway through the second act, you know, he's, he's starting to soften, you know, because it, you know, the charms of this uh, person. Um, okay. I have an important question. Yes. How normative are we on this movie? I don't, you see, this is, this is always the question with this. Because if we're truly making a Hallmark movie, the answer is quite normative. The answer is very, very normative. Now, if we're making the Hallmark movie you want to see in the world, this is the gayest dude I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, you know what? I'm okay with that, obviously. That's fine. Big, um, big muscly baker that he falls for. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and okay. And the IRS person is like not uh you know, not a big guy, but like, you he's know, like, clearly he's he takes care think, of himself. I think he's like a Wall Street My theory is that he's like a Wall Street type who like had who like flamed yeah. out and now all he can do is like work at the IRS. That's like this is like his like fallback job and he's not happy about it necessarily. Gordon Gecko has lost it all. Yes. <laughs> And now here in he is. In fact, let's get this guy played by a young Michael Douglas. Let's just put <laughs> Michael Douglas in a de-ager. Yes. Well, I mean, well, we just need to get Marvel Studios. They did a pretty bang-up job on Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, you know what? We can just borrow their uh, younger Michael Douglas CGI model that we know yeah. they have. Oh, they have one. Yeah. Um, that or we just put him in the face-off machine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. So, yeah, so we have this guy. Michael Douglas, he, the character's yeah. canonical name. Yes, Michael Douglas. Oh, so it's like an office space thing? Yes, where, yes, or, let's go with that. <laughs> where it's like Michael Bolton. He's like, that little, I had the name first. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, where is this place? I think it's Wisconsin. Needs... Okay, Wisconsin. So I'm going to generate some random places in Wisconsin. Charity so Falls, just... Wisconsin. Charity Falls, Wisconsin. Is that an actual place? I have or, no idea. Or, you know, I, I can we can go with it. We can go it, with it. It is absolutely the kind of Netflix or like Hallmark town name. They all that they always are named something like Christmas or like, you know, just charity or something of that nature where it's like, yeah, of course, this is where the Christmas movie is set. So I think Charity Falls, Wisconsin, just because I really want. Michael Douglas, young Michael Douglas, to come into contact with a bunch of Wisconsinites who just yes. overwhelm him with just like hospitality and a hot dish. Yes. Okay. And, into and at it. first, yeah, at first he's like, ugh, hot dish. This, like, we call it a casserole where I'm from. And they're like, oh, try my hot dish. And, you know, he hates it. <laughs> he, he does not, he's not charmed by the the sort of folksy whimsy of the upper midwest and in fact he desperately wants a bagel but he yes. can't find a good yes. bagel yes can't find locks yes anywhere. yes that's oh that's so good that's i love that actually um, and i think 
that the baker dude makes him bagel and locks hot dish to win him over. And it Uh, works. And it works because it's actually good. Okay. But I think here's how it's going to be is he makes him the bagel and locks hot dish and it doesn't work at first Mm -hmm. because this is like the, you know, uh, late second, late second act thing where they have like their fight. And then uh, like, he's like, Oh, I have something, you know, specifically for you. And like, they have a whole blowout for whatever reason it's inconsequential. And Mm -hmm. he just leaves and it's like, wait, you forgot. And then, and then he opens it and it's like, (gasps) it's a, it's an audio medium, but we both made the like stunned face. We did. We did the the face. that's like, what have I just thrown away? That that they always make in the, in the Hallmark movies. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're going to throw me away, then you might as well throw away my hot dish, too. I don't even <laughs> I... like hot dish, he says as the guy runs out. And then just like you have the sad music playing with the oboes and the clarinets and then mm-hmm. like a little bit of strings. And he's, you know, just sort of re- like, oh, I can't believe I let myself, you know, you know, fall for this kind of thing. And then just. He he's gonna throw it away and it like he's like opens somehow. He's like ah yeah, blah, like blah. the, the tinfoil like comes up some and like yeah yeah. He looks through and he's like, wait, are those capers <laughs> and, and, and red onions? <laughs> Why is it pink? <gasps> uh, yeah, I made a huge mistake. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just do the Joe Bluth cut from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. Like that that's very much the third act reconciliation is like he goes and does all this stuff that benefits him and like saves the the bakery without telling him about it. And then uh he's like you you came back, like you cared. He's like, yeah. Uh, that hot dish. It's really something. And also I registered you as a 501c3 because this yeah, is yeah. <laughs> very clearly a nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, but yeah, I, I love that so much. Uh, I love that so very much. We have young Michael Douglas who just wants a bagel and lox and is getting a hot dish um, and plenty of hospitality. And he's like, oh, everyone here is so over solicitous. Just like, leave me alone. Don't make eye contact. And I'm trying to decide who the other guy is. Because mm, okay. I said a, a muscly dude. And the first thing hopping to my mind, and I just don't know. I mean, this could work. It is Jason Momoa. It is Jason Momoa. Ooh. Okay. I, I had Chris Evans. Work. You see, I think Chris Evans has moved beyond the muscly phase of his career. You mm. know, I think he's. I think he's ready to settle in and play skinny dudes again. You know, okay. I feel like. I feel like that's the energy that I that I get from. Well, Knives Out and yeah, Defending yeah, Jacob Knives Out, and you know, <laughs> all of his entire post Marvel career. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, though, let's let's be real. During that Marvel period, uh, dude was strapped. He was a beefcake. Absolutely. Yeah. That is America's. Oh, censor. Yes, yes it is America's. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I like Jason Momoa a lot. I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson would be too much. Ja- Dwayne the Rock Johnson would be too much. I, because okay. like, I don't want this to be a The Rock movie. You know, can I can I posit that Jason Momoa is uh, like clean shaven? Jason Momoa is the happy medium between The Rock and Chris Evans. Yeah, you know, I saw I saw Dune twenty twenty one. 
<laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so it's Jason Momoa, who is this really, like, wonderful baker. Okay. Who has I love this. no head for finances because he keeps giving all of his profits away. I mean, and Jason he sees, Momoa, the he looks like he could play somebody who is, like, you know, no thoughts, head empty. He absolutely can play that. You see, he hasn't been able to pay his taxes because he's been giving all his profits away. Yeah. All of them. All of them. All of them. Because he cares so much about his community. Exactly. Okay, I, you know what? I think, since we have this Midwestern setting, is this a Rust Belt town <laughs> that's just, like, absolutely failing and nobody can save it with enough donations, but he tries anyway because he just sees everybody and their hardships around him? And then we never talk about the serious problems that this town is facing. Like, dude, this town is dying and it's great that you're giving all the stuff to charity but we're just not going to address it because it's a hallmark movie i think it has i think there can be some very there can be some, i don't i don't know if we can go full rust belt i think there can be a, a closed factory yeah, but if yeah. this is a hallmark movie it has to be the pristinest little small town downtown you've ever seen oh absolutely it, like we, not, we're not, not going to go a litter in sight not a piece of litter in sight you know we're not going to go full night in the woods on the rundownness of this like former mill town or whatever steel town who knows i think um, i think everyone is very clean but they're all keeping up appearances in the yeah, way, you yeah, know? yeah yeah the the undertone of this movie is like the death of middle america and we're just not going to address it because you know what's really important is these two guys <laughs> yes <laughs> whether they're gonna fall in love on christmas yes exactly like, if I know anything from the Christmas Prince movies, it's that that nation's economy is horrendously screwed and they just do not address it because they keep having more important things to deal with. Mainly, are the two leads going to keep being in love and married and whatever? Is the baby going to come? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Is the baby going to come? Everyone's out of work, but a baby's on the way. That's what you care about. The orphans don't have anything for Christmas, but you know what? We're in love. <laughs> I had a snowball fight with the orphans instead of giving a speech that would have raised the money for them. Aren't I so sympathetic? Isn't this so heartwarming and wonderful? I care about the people. No, you're terrible, bud. You, you're, you're awful. I don't like you. You're part of the aristocracy, and therefore you must taste my blade. <laughs> That is absolutely not going to factor into our film that we have made. Uh, I apologize. You seem like a nice guy, but you will be the first against the wall. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, just the soundtrack shifts and uh, just guillotine by Death Grips comes on. <laughs> it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, guillotine! Yeah! And it's like, this movie took a turn. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. Sorry, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, like, I know there are no after credit scenes in Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking, like, we flash forward to a month later, and Jason Momoa's like, you know, Michael Douglas, this is what I really wanted to show you. And then he takes him underground, it takes him to, like, the basement of the bakery where he's meeting... With, like, a local, like, tanky chapter. Oh, no. And he just looks at Michael Douglas and he says, 
you have nothing to lose but your chance. (laughs) (laughs) Here, read this copy of Atlas Shrugged. (laughs) (laughs) Communist Michael Douglas will return. (laughs) In in Atlas Shrugged Chapter 3. (laughs) No! Uh, Don't make me do it again. Don't make me do it again. I love so much that those movies were like, hey, we're going to crowdfund ourselves. And then they didn't make a lot of money. (laughs) That honestly, I will dunk on that stripe of libertarian whenever. Whenever. Please dunk on high school, John. (laughs) Yeah, I will dunk on high school, John. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to be the one over here asking the question, who is John Galt? And you're not going to answer me because your answer is boring. (laughs) That is a fun thing to do sometimes. It's just when people are talking about libertarians, they'll just be like, hey, who is John Galt? You know, and then then, and then I get to know Uh, who else was insufferable in high school when they wince when they when they hear that question. (laughs) mm, Yeah. I never really had that phase. I was mostly reading like uh uh David Edding's novels. <laughs> the man knows how to write one story, and I love that story. He has written it <laughs> repeatedly. He wrote a five book series and then a five book follow up series, and it was the same story, just twice, but also really good each time. And then he was like, I'm gonna write a different series of books, three books long, the same story. And then the I'm going to write a three-book sequel. The same story. <laughs> the same arcs in both of them. Identically. And it's awesome. He has one idea, and it's really good. Speaking of ideas that are really good, uh, this Hallmark movie has some really good ideas. I think. Uh, I, I mean, I think we basically made it at this point, haven't we? Like, I mean, we've, we've come close to it. We, we've pretty well outlined like we have the major plot beats you know yes we have yes we we, you know first act is cutting between irs guy having to go out you know begrudgingly to charity falls wisconsin for the holidays to audit this bakery and we got you know cut between that and jason momoa being just super swell and like you know taking home like, you're like you're, nobody does this anymore, but this is this is a movie, so we need to have the visual language of cinema. Like, he goes to the bank with his paycheck and takes out his money for the week and mm-hmm. then, like, sees people who need it and has given away everything by the time he gets back to his own home. Makes deliveries from his bakery directly to the food bank, like, at the end of the yes. day. When he, yes, yeah, a- absolutely. And, and, like, he's like, he I can't always... sell these. These are day old, but you know who will need these will be a day old tomorrow, but you know who will need them? Yeah, exactly. And like he always makes just a little extra that more than he needs. This baker's dozen is so that he can give away a couple to like the homeless person on on his route. And that actually like is like, you know, you've got all this extra overhead because you're making so much extra product. It's like, well, that product isn't extra. That extra is going to the food bank. Yeah. But you don't need to do. But I do. (laughs) You actually do a, a decent Jason Momoa there. I could tell that you were doing that. I mean. I did see Dune 2021 twice in cinemas and twice at home, so... Hey, man. <laughs> there is no shame you know, in that. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, my boy! <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, yeah, so... Paul. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah. Stilgar, that... we thank you for this gift of your body's water. <laughs> God, I, I can't I can't stop doing it now. Yeah, so let's so we're zooming back into Charity Falls. You know, he shows up and is not charmed at all by the locals. Uh, goes to you know goes to audit this bank, uh, not bank, sorry, audit this bakery. Okay, great. Yeah, you guys are financially ruined. Like, what is going on here? But yeah, you know, the meet cute, blah de blah. Act two, they're getting to know each other. He's still like, I gotta foreclose on you guys or whatever. I don't know if that's how the IRS does it, but I don't think maybe care. he's like, maybe there's like an event. There's a town event for Christmas mm. in the second act. Oh, I think it's a cookie cook off that Jason Momoa is the judge of. Oh boy. I like this. Uh, I also think that he would go home and just be like, I'm going to go turn in my report to the boss people at the IRS, but I can't get a flight out of here right now. Oh, yeah, that's because everything is closed for this. Yes! Yes! Wonderful. It's like, you can't just email this. We're not dealing with that. We're not going to address no. that. He has to hand this in in person. <laughs> and he's, I want and a he's copy like, of this on yeah. my desk. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to find a fax machine because but that's the only secure means he can use to scan his documents. <laughs> As a former copy and print associate i will tell you people still still want things faxed <sighs> as someone who works in proposals and has worked with government proposals i am familiar yeah. with the phenomenon <laughs> yeah anyway he can't get a flight and he can't get a fax machine to work <laughs> so he's stuck in town and that's what causes him to have to hang around this guy some more and they you know start to like each other there we go yeah we've so done it that's the contrivance that gets them yes. to spend time together. Yep, absolutely. They fall in love with. He falls in love when there's a hot dish. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like the, he, the, he f- the bagel and locks hot dish. It's very important. Yeah, it's very he, important that the bagel the bagel and locks hot dish is like the key to all of this. It's oh, the key 100%. to everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Jar Jar Binks. He's the key <laughs> yes. to all of this. <laughs> I've watched poetry. Red Letter Media. Don't worry about it. It's like poetry. Uh, those videos okay and and then you know maybe there's there's an after credit scene with scene with implied communism and revolution (laughs) but you know we don't have to we don't have to do that but overall it's a a, a beautiful gay story about irs irs auditor falls for baker it's christmas it's lovely yeah and that and that's when it starts yeah it starts snowing Yes. When they when they kiss. And when they kiss, it starts snowing. And that's the fourth day of Coltsmas. Yeah! Colt yeah. Classics is part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Another show on the Pocket Podcast Network is uh, my show that I do. It's called Green Mountain Mysteries. I do that with my friends. It's an actual play podcast where we do the Dresden Files role-playing game. There's comedy, there's horror, there's urban fantasy, and there's butts. It's good. There's, there's definitely butts. I can can confirm. Can confirm the butts. You can. All right. And there's a couple other shows on the podcast network, too, uh, that I do. I do one called Them's the Facts with some friends from college where we try and trick each other 
It's we call it. It's about fun facts and lying to your friends. We bring an interesting fact each week, each one of us, and uh, might be true, it might not be, but we certainly have a lot of fun getting there and going a lot of tangents, just talking about stuff, and it's fun. It's nice conversation between friends. And then I do another one with my wife uh, called my Home wife. Viewing. Called Home Viewing. It's a podcast where we watch all the movies in our library, and there are a lot of them, like maybe too many. But we're working on it. Uh, we're talking. We're uh, during this month. We're talking about the oceans movies, uh, which I'm very excited about. So we could have made a Hallmark heist movie. I don't. I don't know if a heist is in the standard Hallmark format. I mean, we could see a heist for Christmas within the next few years on Netflix, perhaps. I mean, look, mm. Jason Momoa and young Michael uh, Douglas from the Deadrier Machine falling in love isn't standard Hallmark formula either. But we'd made that. We did make that. Well, maybe we'll make a heist for Christmas next year. Okay. You can find Cult Classics on Twitter and Facebook at Cult Classics PPN. Thanks to John S. Quinn Puerto. Oh, hey, that's you for our extra special holiday intro and outro music. So thanks, John. Oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. I had a lot of fun making that last year. And you know what? I'm just going to not listen to it at all this year. So I won't hear everything that I did wrong. <laughs> Perfect. That's all what musicians do. That's what musicians do. And remember, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.